Hey friends, and welcome to Her Soul, a safe space where we discuss all things God, self-love, and peace of mind. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that God promises you. It's that Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hey friends, welcome into this week's episode of Her Soul. It's your girl Camille. Thank you guys for listening in this week with me. I must be honest though, this is not the episode that was originally supposed to air today, but this is a topic that is on my heart heavy, y'all. I'm in the middle of a three-day work stretch and just some things need to be discussed and we really need to put this on the table. So we're talking about mental burnout in the workforce. And I know that there are a lot of different work industries that are experiencing a high volume of mental burnout, a high volume of um, people resigning and leaving their industries altogether. But today we're specifically talking about the nursing shortage. And I also do find a lot of similarities between the nursing shortage and the teacher shortage. So we'll double dabble in that as well. But you all know that I've been a nurse for a little over five years now. And my experience as a nurse has changed and grown in so many different ways. And in some good ways, and y'all, in some ways, in a very negative way. But we'll discuss that in this week's episode. So if you don't know... um, there is a huge nursing shortage nationwide. Okay. So not just specific to my state or my area or the hospitals here, but nationwide, there's an extreme nursing shortage. And you see this for a few reasons, which we'll discuss today, but the shortage is only expected to get worse. In fact, I predict, you know, however healthcare looks in the next five to 10 years, I don't know exactly what it'll look like as far as healthcare in the hospital, but I imagine it's going to be completely different. So I bring to you guys today the idea, or not even the idea, but the mere fact that your nurses are overworked, we are underpaid, we are underappreciated, and if you guys have been with me, you know that in this season, we are all, you know, focusing on becoming holistically well. And part of that is taking care of your mental health and being mentally fit. And so this goes in line with that. If you are a nurse, you know, how are you actually taking care of yourself in these like really, really trying times? What we see now are increased demands when we're at work. We're also seeing an increase in our workload, our patient load, which ultimately, you guys, is leading to an increase in stress. So stress management has become kind of like a really big thing at the forefront here of being a nurse. So how are we actually you know, taking care of ourselves in the midst of this mental burnout. So I don't want this episode to seem too complainy, but I'm biased. I am a nurse. I work at the bedside in a hospital. And so I see a lot of different factors contributing to this. I am going to try my best not to make this a complaining episode, but I really am going to point out to you guys some things that do need to be addressed so you can understand and see it from our perspective. Okay. So one of the biggest uh, contributing factors to this, well, not one of the biggest, I'll just say the first, we're seeing an increase in patients coming into the hospital for inpatient services. So um, I was reading an article that talked about how the baby boomers are now at this age where they have increased health issues requiring hospitalization. So 
Not only do we see an influx of patients related to the baby boomer era, we're also seeing an influx in patients related to COVID cases and people who need uh, hospital care related to their COVID symptoms, right? We're also seeing a high turnover in nursing period. You have um, primarily nurses are female, primarily, primarily nurses are young, starting families. So you have nurses who are going off, having kids, you know, starting families. And sometimes the stress of the job just does not account. So you don't see a lot of nurses returning to the bedside after having children. You are also seeing a lot of nurses right now who uh, are older nurses. They're at retirement age and they're retiring. So you have nurses leaving the bedside for that as well. This is ultimately leading to a lack of staff, a lack of nurses to take care of the patients that are there. So you have an increase in the amount of patients, but you don't have enough nurses to take care of them. And then as a result of that, you guys, we're seeing increased staffing ratios, increased patient load for the nurses who are there. So when I first became a nurse, the unit I was assigned to or that I worked on was surgical oncology. Our ratio was one to four. Sometimes we'd flex up to one to five. Now this was five years ago, you guys. And just progressively, those ratios have climbed. And really most recently, like in the past year, we've seen it climb like consistently. So my last assignment that I did uh, I'm, I do travel nursing now. The last assignment that I did, the ratios there were one to six. The assignment I'm currently on, the ratio is one to seven. And the floor I'm on is actually the COVID unit. So just imagine that. Um, But yeah, so we're right now in my nursing career, I'm now taking seven, where I started out only taking four. And there are talks of increasing the ratio from eight to t- like anywhere between eight to 10 patients. So that's another story for another moment. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we're seeing increasing uh, nursing patient ratios. And again, you guys, all of these things kind of point back towards each other. So we see more patients. We don't have enough staff. How are we going to take... This is what the hospitals are thinking. How are we going to take care of these people? Well, we'll just take the nurses that we do have and we'll just make them take more patients. And the problem with this is they're not accounting for the... Number one, first and foremost, the safety of the whole situation. Can you just imagine being responsible for seven, eight, nine, ten people? And you have to know their whole list of, you know, medical issues, what's currently going on with them right now, anything that might pop up and change in the course of your shift, like you're expected to be there and you have not four or five people that you're doing this for. You're taking between seven and 10 patients. It hurt my heart so bad. The other day I was t- talking to a nurse who told me, she basically, she said something like, um, we were talking about how they might potentially increase the ratios to where you'd be taking eight to 10 patients. And she was like, oh yeah, in my old hospital, we've been taking eight, nine, 10 patients. And it was, she said it in a way as where it was comfortable as if it was normal And that bothered me so much because are we really getting to a point where it is normal to take care of so many people? Because my fear is number one, you are one person. You cannot be in all these different places at once and guarantee you everybody is going to need you. Okay. My other concern is the impact that that's having on us psychologically, you know, being responsible for 12 hours out of your day for this massive amount of people and you're not responsible for like something small you're responsible for their entire 
health and care in this shift. So how are we managing mentally? How are we really taking care of ourselves in these trying times? I actually just read an article um, from my, some nurses from my old hospital did an interview and I was reading the article and they just said it so well, but they highlighted a couple of the issues while working these long shifts. So while we as nurses do recognize the increase in demand on us, there seems to be sort of like this underappreciation and lack of empathy from our leaders. Okay. So there's this expectation and, um, you know, we're kind of moving into the impact that all of this is having now, but there's this expectation where you'll hear from your management, you guys, we're really short. Things are really tight right now. We've got to pull together. We got to pull through and make it work. And we've been hearing this since the first wave of COVID. So at what point, like how much do you expect us to sacrifice? How much more shifts can we pick up extra, you know, to the point of where it's not totally disturbing us mentally. And I feel as if, you know, my own personal experience, there's just this lack of empathy from leaders. You know, there are shifts where I never even stop to take a break. I'll look up. It'll be like eight hours into my day. I haven't even stopped to use the restroom. And normally you're supposed to take a paid 30 minute break and two 15 minute breaks. And I mean, I probably have never taken a 15 minute break. You know what I'm saying? And even trying to get a lunch break in a full 30 minute lunch break that is uninterrupted by the phone ringing, somebody needing you or anything like that. It's very rare. And nurses across the country are experiencing this. Y'all, if I'm just going to be honest with y'all, we're tired. Nurses are tired. And I know from some of my teacher friends, you all are facing a very, very similar situation. You have increased work demands due to uh, a teaching shortage. You're expected to pull things together basically out of nothing. And from what I understand um, and from a little bit of the research that I've done, a lot of teachers who are dealing with the same thing feel same when it comes to their higher ups, their administration, their leadership, that there is a lack of empathy and an underappreciation. You know, you can only stretch a person so far. A person can only handle so much or do so much at any given time. So then the question becomes to our hospital systems, our hospital administrators, our education administrators, what are we doing to solve this problem at the base level, right? But we will get into that. So just to continue on to um, some more of the impact that this is having on nurses, right? I do fear that nursing has become like a machine process. We've become like robots. And the way the system is now, like I told y'all, when I started out, I was taking four, sometimes five patients. And you had more time in your 12-hour shift to give each patient what they needed from you. Not only, you know, the task things, but also you were able to check in on the patient, see how it was they were doing, you know, as far as their care was concerned. I started out in oncology. Cancer is a very scary thing. So I always made it a point to kind of figure out where my patients were mentally. And that just was ingrained into me as a nurse to check on my patient and see how they're doing. Are they coping well, basically. Um, But nowadays, y'all, there is literally no time. 
There is literally no time. I get to the point now, I come into work and I am like, hi, I'm Camille. I'm going to be your nurse tonight. I have some medications for you that we'll do. I'll do an assessment. Um, and I, I basically tell my patients, I'm like, you know, I will be checking in with you throughout the night. But if there's anything you need and I'm not here, please make sure to call me. And I have to say that because there is a chance that I might get tied up in something else with another patient that might take me away from that person for a prolonged period of time. There is no longer that time where I can just go in, sit down and chat with my patient. There's just not enough time for that. I was talking to a nurse who's just got out of school. I think she's been a nurse for like six six months, she said. And she was just saying she just feels like all she does are the task things. And that makes me think like, what kind of nurses are we actually raising? You know, these newer nurses that are coming out of school, the key, um, you know, taking care of a patient, the holistic side of nursing, where you're not just there for them and their physical need, but also in their mental need and all of that, that piece is slowly but surely fading out. And we see nurses who are, you know, just trying to juggle it all, trying to figure it out. It's hard enough when you come out of nursing school to even figure out time management and all that stuff. But then to actually have to implement it and you're taking care of seven patients right out of the gate, you lose that empathy part of nursing and it sucks. And these nurses will burn out fast. In fact, the nurse I was talking about was telling me how she's already burnt out. She's only been a nurse for six months. And this is supposed to be a career field that, you know, lasts people through retirement. I'm also going to say that in my conversations with fellow nurses, I don't know one nurse that is happy in their career right now. I don't know one nurse that feels that nursing is bringing them the same fulfillment as when they started. And that is something that needs to be recognized. I think people don't really like to say that because as nurses, we're always supposed to be so happy and, you know, caring and just able to handle it all. But we need to be realistic. Like nurses are struggling. We are struggling, y'all. Um, like I said in the beginning, there's an increase in demand in what is required of us, which is leading to an increase of stress with no outlet. We're missing breaks. We're being contacted on our days off to pick up extra shifts. A little personal note, I noticed and my boyfriend actually pointed this out to me, but I was coming home like angry, y'all. I would go to work and I was coming home just not 100% there. I was upset. You know, I wasn't what I needed to be for my kids. And I had to realize, like, I literally was carrying the baggage and the weight of my job around with me. And I know there are other nurses dealing with the same thing, this struggle to separate, you know, the things that are happening at work from home because we're being bombarded, you know, constantly you know, with the issues of the job. Now, I did want to say, like, I know that a lot of different industries are experiencing very similar things. If you do like just a little tiny bit of research into what's happening in the world right now, as a result of COVID in all industries, we've seen this uh, thing they're calling the great resignation. But, but speci- specifically in the nursing field and in education, this is having massive impacts Who's going to take care of grandma and grandpa in the hospital if we don't have the nurses to take care of them? Who is going to help our children get through school and help mold them and shape them education wise if we don't have teachers? 
I'm not saying anything against any other profession. I'm just speaking nursing and teaching specifically because these are two professions that make up a large part of our society and how we run and operate. And we are not taking care of the people who are there. We're not taking care of our frontline workers. And again, I will say we have administration. So the frontline workers, we are all, all the changes that happen come from our administrators, right? People who have not necessarily worked the bedside in a number of years, who aren't actually connected to what's going on, who've never taken care of COVID patients. I remember my first COVID assignment and I had six COVID patients and I was so overwhelmed. And I mean, this was um, in the, during the second wave of COVID, which was a really bad experience for COVID patients and for the staff taking care of them. And I just remember that night just thinking like, how am I supposed to do this? They all need me. They all need me right now. And I'm doing this for 12 hours straight. People who are working in the offices who are making the rules, they don't necessarily see that. And when you don't see it, when you're not hands on with it, it's hard for you to fathom. You can listen to someone talk about it all day, but it's hard for you to truly grasp the mental effect of that. And the mental effect of that is detrimental. I say all the time, I um, talk with some of my nurse friends about this, but there's going to be something in the years to come, you guys. You'll see books written about it. There'll be documentaries, articles, but it is going to be something about, um, you know, this post COVID PTSD, this COVID era post traumatic stress syndrome. Okay. And it's going to be all your healthcare workers who were working the front lines of COVID and during this time of high stress and increased staffing ratios, all of your healthcare people are going to be struggling with these mental traumas basically related to the demand that was put on them. So again, if you're a nurse and you're listening to this, if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, how are you taking care of yourself? And do you feel supported in that? I'll say when I left the main hospital I was working at before doing traveling, which by far was the best decision I could have made. Um, I remember one night, um, I think my youngest son was like six months old. And literally this night, I got no sleep. Both of the boys were up. They were exhausted. Like We just had a long, drawn-out night. Nobody could sleep. And so I had to call out for my shift the next morning because I had been up all night. And I had worked the day prior, like that day of taking care of patients, came home, did the family thing, was up with the boys all night, and then expected to go back to work and take care of patients again for a 12-hour day. There's no way I could do it physically. I could not mentally, I could not. So I called out and my manager at the time had the audacity y'all to call me and ask me why it is that I did not come into work. And so I went ahead and I told her straight up what it was, I told her I was exhausted. And that was, that's the exact words that I use. I said, I was exhausted. And the text that I got back, she, all she said was, okay, dot, dot, dot. There was no, okay, you know, I'm, I hope the boys are okay. There was no, um, I hope you'll do better. I hope you're okay. I hope you're doing better. Take the day to kind of recoup. There was none of that. And I know for a fact, all she was looking at was her numbers, trying to figure out how she would make things work for her staffing, how she would keep the unit running. But there is a lack of empathy 
from leadership. And I don't know if leadership considers how much of an impact that has on their nurses. Literally, I say this all the time. You can kind of muster through um, and get through some of the worst times, but the icing on top of the cake that will make it all fall apart is when there is just a lack of appreciation, when it just seems like you're busting your butt and you're making all these sacrifices and no one cares. And I, I, I do believe in the article I was reading from the nurses that I used to work with, like they all feel this way as well. And I believe there are nurses across this country that that's a huge factor as to why people are leaving such a noble and respected profession. So when you're in nursing school, probably, well, when I was in nursing school, one of the first courses I took was like, I think ethics in nursing or something like that. And one of the topics we had discussed was talking about mental burnout and how as a nurse, at some point you'll experience mental burnout, basically highlighting how we needed to make sure we were taking care of ourselves. That was a nursing school that I had that my first semester in nursing school. And I guarantee you guys, I never heard that talk ever again. (laughs) Went through nursing school, got into nursing and It just was never recognized. There is sort of this idea that you're just supposed to suck it up and deal with it. And in this season, I don't know about y'all, but I'm just not at a place where I'm willing to accept that anymore. I want a profession where people will acknowledge my life outside of work. So I have two small kids and a family to raise. Like I have to be present and available to them. Like they are my number one priority and on top of it all. Okay. So I don't want to continuously bust my butt on a job, sacrifice so much for a job, pick up extra here and there to help a job that doesn't appreciate my life outside of the job. You see what I'm saying? So how do we fix this? You guys, right now, I feel like administrators are just trying to, they're basically trying to band-aid a surgical incision. Like it just isn't working. They're trying to put out fires with, with bowls of water rather than the buckets. And it's just not working. There has to be some sort of new innovation, some, some sort of something basically from our leadership that will address not only the actual holes in our staffing issues, but there needs to be something that will address the mental needs of our patients. I know some hospitals have already implemented certain things where they're prioritizing some mental health things for their staff, but it's not something that's been made readily available as of yet. And that has to be highlighted. That has to be taken account for. Also, I feel like people need to be allowed to take mental health days without feeling guilty about it, without feeling shame for taking care of their own mental health needs or for just saying, I need a break. You know, you give so much to a profession and a line of work, you think you'd, you deserve that. There also needs to be, you guys, higher pay for staff nurses. Y'all, I'm so glad that I left like regular core nursing, like where I worked for a hospital, because in comparison to what travelers are getting paid, you're literally get, making pennies. We are putting up with the same amount of, of stuff in a shift. If I'm going to bust my butt. You better believe I want to be paid for that. And there's a lot of resentment with core nurses for hospitals now because hospitals that have brought in a ton of travelers are making double, triple sometimes 
what the staff nurses, the core staff nurses are making. And so there's this resentment. There's this feeling that hospitals aren't taking care of their core staff, right? And again, like I said, just lack of empathy from the leadership. You know, I know people who are trying their best in all areas, and this is not to harp on administration, but literally they're the ones making the rules. And so if they're going to make the rules, they have to take the time to understand where their staff is currently in life. So me, I'm a young mom. I have two small boys. I value my time outside of here, outside of that job. Like, don't call me on my days off and continue to ask me to get to work. There's only so much I can sacrifice, right? And like I said already, we in this season are focused on being holistically well, taking care of ourselves. And I don't want any of you to ever feel guilty, no matter what area you work in, about taking care of you. Because I say this a bunch, if you don't take care of you, no one will. And how are you supposed to continue to pour out to people to give your best if you are not 100%? You have to fill yourself out, fill yourself up, excuse me, in order to fill others. So that's what we're talking about, y'all. Let's have a conversation about this. I think I'm going to start a thread in the Facebook group or on the Facebook page about this, where if you want to have input and you want to tell me about your specific industry, how the great resignation has impacted your industry, you know, how you're managing mental burnout related to your work. Let's talk about it. I'm very interested to know because I think society as a whole, we've got to figure out how we're going to shift. No longer is it about work, 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 work. Like people are literally trying to live their best lives, you know, and that does not always include a life dedicated to a job. Okay. We work a job because we know we need the funds to survive. And so we do it out of obligation. But where is the enjoyment? Where's the respectability, you know, where is all of that? And I really feel like in a lot of professions that has gone missing. So this episode is, um, we've reached our time, but I wanted to open this up. If there's enough good conversation and if there are people who might want to um, come on the show, I probably will set up sort of like a panel and we'll have people come on and talk about mental burnout in their industries on the show. So you guys just let me know. This is as much y'all's platform as it is mine. But um, yeah, so I'm praying you guys have a blessed rest of your week. I will see you all in the next one. I'm praying for each and every single one of you. And I'll see you all next week. Bye, you guys. Take care of yourselves. Love you.